BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome back to Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent penning movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a movie. Today is Wednesday, March 29th, 2023, and today we are reviewing John Wick, Chapter 4, Ty, significant mm. podcast, number one. I just read our intro from memory. Nice. Go ahead. Continue. And number two, you were officially, you were officially a father last podcast, but now you're officially, officially a, po- a father at the time yeah. of recording said podcast. I was maybe hypothetically a future f- father <laughs> last podcast, actual father this podcast. Yes. Um, I'll, I'll talk about it, but to, to touch on number one, don't you usually say welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines? Or oh, do you just say welcome I... back to Within the Lines? Oh. We've been off for a couple of weeks, and I just, it felt wrong, but I may not remember correctly. Yeah, I haven't potted in two weeks. I've recorded two intros, yeah. so that's no excuse. No, you've been you've been getting your reps in. <laughs> that's no excuse. Okay. Today we are re- reviewing John Wick Chapter 4, the movie that I said last week or aka three weeks ago that i would go back and watch the first three john week wick so i could be prepared for this mm-hmm. didn't do that no me either it's all right but we are still bringing a comprehensive movie review ty i'm excited to be back in the podcast chair even though i podcast while standing i'm excited to be back talking to you even though we've been talking just not on the pod mm-hmm. i'm just excited i went to the movies and i'm excited just felt right just get into the 60% show 60 percent of the time it works every time john Stamos. What? We just become best friends. Yep. I don't feel so good. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. All right, Ty. Congratulations on the sex. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You have a child, man. I do. I'm a dad. That's kind of crazy. There's just like a little 50% me thing running around. Yeah. He's adorable. He's the cutest freaking kid ever. Maybe not running around quite yet. Well, you know, <laughs> whining at least. He shits a lot. <laughs> How's it feel? How's your life feel? Uh, I was pretty crazy. It's just, he kind of doesn't do Put much you on now. The spot. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't do much. So it's kind of just like 
he's here and we just kind of hold him and then I can't feed him. So I just kind of like hand him off to be fed. I don't sleep at all. That's fun. How's that treating you? Not good. (laughs) It's not good at all. But uh, lots of naps. Um, I don't know. It's kind of awesome. It's cool. I like, I'm excited. I'm excited for what the the future brings with the little guy. Right now, I'll be honest, he's kind of boring. He's cute as hell, but kind of boring. Well, maybe it's good that he's boring and not overly crazy. Yeah. Up up all night crying last night. He was not bored. (laughs) Didn't sleep fucking at all. Oh. Was he hungry? I don't know. If I would have known the answer, he wouldn't have been up crying. (laughs) I can't wait till he learns how to talk. See, these are the stories you need to not tell me if you want me to have a child soon because Uh, it is the first, I don't know, three months of a child's life that terrifies me the most. Yeah. Um, A, just, as I'm sure you know, is just feeling like, holy shit, I'm responsible for a living being. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's pretty crazy. A living being I care about. This ain't just like some random dude. Like a goldfish. Yeah, this is my son. Yeah. And number two, just like the stress of it all and everything. Like it's when I got Maurice as a puppy, that was freaking too much for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll say it. He's easier than a dog. Parker's a pain in the ass. Like you try and take him somewhere and everything. <laughs> this kid, like as long as he's got milk in his tummy, he'll pass the fuck out and sleep, and it's it's very nice. Um, so you don't got to worry on that. I mean, I am responsible for him, but like I said, I can't feed him yet. I don't have tits, um, so I can only do so much. I can hold him. I can hand him off when he starts crying. I change his diaper. Not a lot to go go along with there, though. Just kind of, yeah. I'm just there. I just yeah. kind of keep an eye on him, make sure he isn't like rolling over and suffocating. We're good. Yeah, I probably would have had like six mental breakdowns by now if I were you. Yeah, I'm a pretty chill guy, so that I feel I'm like not. that helps a lot because I'm just like, hey, like caveman had babies. I just think <laughs> of that, and I'm like, if caveman had babies. Like, I could do this. Yeah, I'm very like high strung and I have a when question, I, have a I child, just Google it and it, you know. I'm gonna be very anxious. I'm already anxious as is. That might be when I get into marijuana. Yeah? Is when I have a child. Okay. When I'm responsible for another life is when I'm going to take up recreational <laughs> do drugs. drugs for the first time. <laughs> I love that for you. I just I can't imagine how stressed I'd be just knowing how I am. But Ty, I'm happy. Uh you being a father has given you dad strength in mm-hmm. our new softball league that we yeah. were playing in. Just didn't, a lot of stuff happening in your life right now. Didn't work at all last week. I was atrocious, but I can't wait until it kicks in. Um, I'm excited, though. Xander's awesome already. Um, but I do want to say, he's obviously a newborn now. He did not go with you to go see John Wick 4. Mm, not quite. Um, As which, a dad, I, I appreciated this movie a little bit more, though. A little action. A little dad action. <laughs> which, I mean, it wasn't a guarantee that he didn't go, because you could have went to the drive-in and taken him. That could have been a possibility. It's true. I didn't, um, but I could have. But just don't be the guy who takes your five-year-old to John Wick 7 or 6, whatever movie they're on by the time Xander's 5, probably okay. number 6. Yeah. Um, like my movie theater experience. So nothing like sharing a good Civic Plaza 12, tw- excuse me, 12 experience. You, okay? you sounded like Xander there. He spits up, and I'm like, are you dying? <laughs> um, nothing like a good Civic Plaza 12 experience to kick off the podcast, because there was a five-year-old child in our theater. Mm, okay. Well, this, a reminder, rated our film. Yeah, and I was actually going to text Riley's mom and ask her, because the kids are on spring break, the elementary school, well, all the kids, and I was going to text her, like, hey, is Gavin allowed slash does he like the John Wick films, because I'm going to go see it, I wanted just to see, but then I was like, you know what, that's probably too mature for Gavin, because Riley didn't go with me, she had no interest in seeing John Wick. <laughs> um, so, that being said, Gavin's 11, this kid was like 5, rewind, before we even get into the movie theater, there's a child standing in concessions, just like, yelling over and over. Just, like, not, like, yelling for his mom, not, like, like singing, but also just, like, 
just yelling random stuff. Okay. Just Parents making noise didn't to say make a word. noise. Yeah. Okay. Parents didn't say a word. And I was like, oh, man, thank God they're probably seeing Shazam or something. Yeah. Like, they're not seeing John Wick. Nope. They saw John yeah, Wick. They've seen John Wick. <laughs> they walk in late. The kid's still doing the same thing in the theater. They keep telling him to shush. And he's just not listening. And he keeps making noise. And I'm just going crazy at this point. This goes for, like, 30 minutes. He finally stops. And everything was cool. I'm like, all right, they got the kid to shut up, blah, blah, blah. Goes by another, like, 20 or 30 minutes. They give him the phone or iPad, whatever it was. And he's just, like, watching, like, kids' YouTube or something on full volume. So every time the movie got quiet, you would hear, like, his kids' YouTube. And this was going on for about 45 minutes and eventually stopped. I don't know if someone got up and complained. Multiple people I sure got hope up. I so. Um, I don't have the heart in me to do that. I would. Especially being the only, like, being by myself in the movie. Like, I just... I can't yeah. do it, but I was, like, sitting there. I'm like, man, who takes their kid? To, like, I know it's hard on parents. You're a parent now. You can attest to this. Yeah. Like, not right now, but there's going to be times in the future where you want to have date nights. You want to go be able to go see John Wick. And it's hard sometimes doing that stuff with, like, five-year-old kids. But, like, go take them to a different movie. If I go see Super Mario Bros. and that happens, I'm still a little upset, but I at least expect it. Yeah. John Wick 4? No. You got to no, think about other people. There's no excuse for that to happen in an adults-only theater. So, that was my Civic yeah. Plaza 12 experience. Theater was fine. Screen was fine. No okay. pro- no complaints there. Hey, I was there. I had a great fucking, in terms of, like, like the film and audio. Oh, the audio was great. Civic Plaza, they, they did good here recently. They've been doing better. It's just the people who go to Civic Plaza <laughs> that have been wild. Uh, my movie theater experience also went to Civic Plaza a little later than you. I have two separate uh, things here. First one, once again, rated our film. Yeah. Um. There was a group of four, I'm going to say, like, freshmen to sophomore in high school boys mm-hmm. that were hanging out, and they were there to see John Wick. How old do you have to be to get in rated R? 17. Okay. So, they're, like, they're in front of me, they bought their popcorn and everything, and I go to, like, cash rip my ticket, and the person standing there is talking to her coworker, and she's like, yeah, those kids are here, but they don't have an adult, like, they want to see John Wick. Tyler coming in clutch. Well, I didn't do it. Oh. But, like... That's not illegal, is it? Because I really thought about being like, oh, come on, guys. Like, ho, ho, ho. And being like their fake guardian and just being fucking cool as shit. And I was like, can I get in trouble for this? Maybe technically. But I don't know. I think you'd be fine. Okay. I don't think you'd get in trouble, trouble. Because I'm like, it's an action movie. It's not like they're going to be like hardcore porn. Like, those kids play fucking Call of Duty at home. Like, yeah. they would have been fine seeing this. Yeah. I thought about being the cool guy. I didn't do it. I don't know if they made it into the theater or not. <laughs> um, I hope they did for their sakes because that's a bummer but I'm going to do it next time I thought about it didn't do it uh, the one that pissed me off is I get into the theater and there's these two people uh, sitting in my seat oh jeez every fucking Riley's time Riley's nightmare every Riley's number one nightmare fucking time and I'm like okay whatever like the rest of the row is empty I came in maybe 30 seconds late like the movie just started mm-hmm. I sit down two seats over like I'm not going to make a fucking big deal about it movies already started Two minutes later, people walk in, and I'm in their seat. <laughs> oh, no. Then it's really awkward. And so then I'm like, is this your seat? And I was like, okay, they're in my fucking seat. So I get up. I tell the people, hey, you guys are in my seat. You need to move. And I'm a dick about it. Like, get the fuck out of my seat. <laughs> they fucking take their time, mosey, grab all their shit. Like, so, uh, like, could not care less that they are in the wrong seat and in the wrong. <laughs> get up. Go down a couple of seats. A family of four comes in, and they are now in their seats. Jesus. And they have to tell them. To move. And I'm at the point where I, I just want to go the fuck off on someone. Like, you you bought movie tickets. Where are your fucking seats? Go to your seats. Why do you just sit anywhere in a movie theater? This has been going on for 
a decade now with reserved yeah. seating? This is not a new thing. Why do you just sit anywhere and make it awkward for everyone to where on multiple occasions there is now people, and I was kind of towards the front, people getting up and walking as the movie's on, all because of you guys. You don't know how to sit in your own seats. It drives me insane, Jay. And I'm, I've, I'm at the point where I'm a complete dickhead now. Like, My- if you're that uncourteous to where you're just going to be like, I don't care, whatever, I'm not going to be nice to you. I wish I had that energy. My biggest, my prediction is that those people snuck into that theater. I think so. Because I, I just don't see how, but people still do 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 it. But like how you can like sit and select your seat and then five minutes later sit in someone else's seat and then sit in someone else's seat again. Like, was your theater full? Not necessarily. Like it was 50% capacity maybe. So where did they go after they got kicked out the second time? I don't know. They walked up. I was like, I was, there's a handicap row. And then there's like the first row. I was in that first row there. So I'm assuming they went and just found another empty seat behind me somewhere. I'm like, what? were they old? Yeah, they were. They're probably like, I mean, I want to say old, old, but like 40. Mm, my dad turns 50 this year. Don't call a 40 year person. Well, I didn't know older than me. I thought you were going to say, were they older? Were they senior citizens? No, no, okay. they were not. Okay. They're just really, really stupid. That reminds me of when we went to the Rockies game last year in Denver and there was a full like four inning freaking debacle where these family and this couple, young couple, younger than us, like had the same seats, but they both had tickets on their phone that were scanning like with the Rockies ushers. Like there was like so many ushers that came down were like trying to figure this out and they eventually sold them the same seat. I, I don't know how it happened. I think it was just like a glitch in the matrix. Eventually the young couple got kicked out, but they were getting spicy with each other. Because, like, the mom of the family was just being a Karen about it, like, being yeah. a total jerk. And the guy's like, I have my tickets here. And the, at first, the mom didn't want to show her tickets. Like, she was being a bitch about it and wouldn't show them until the ushers showed her or, like, made her. And then the young couple <laughs> ended up leaving. They never came back. I'm sure the Rockies probably just comped them and gave them better seats yeah. probably because they were being nicer about it. But yeah. I remember me and Riley were just like, what is going on? It was happening right in front of us. That's so, insane. That's what it reminds me of. So maybe they just double-sold seats, Ty. You ever think no, about that? I promise they didn't. <laughs> I can guarantee that's not what happened there. I just feel it makes me feel like a dick because that's my worst nightmare is I'm like, if I'm going to go through the inconvenience of kicking someone out of their seat, like I'll, I'll just sit here. It is what it is. Like if it's not that much worse, but then that's my worst fear is then I'm in someone else's seat and it yeah. happened and that just, it triggered me. I was so fucking mad. Look, I'm all for baseball games. If you want to move up and try to find an empty seat in like the third inning. Oh, hundred percent. And if you get caught by like the fifth, sixth inning by someone else, it's like, whatever. Like this is the person who showed up this late to the game. Yeah. Be like, oh, my bad. I mean, we've done it. You and I have done it. I would still do it every game if I could if Riley wasn't so scared to do it. Oh, yeah. Um, But movie theaters is different. There's not very many seats. It's pretty easy to yeah. figure out. There's not really, like, bad seats unless you get the first row. So, And you're not up moving around the whole damn time. Like, sit down. You know sit who, down in your seat. You know who mastered the fake ticket thing was Riley's uncle? Um, I hope I'm not, like, making him a criminal by saying this, but... um, We'll say it was over 10 years ago, hypothetically. Sure. Um, at SoFi Stadium over 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he would, like, he would find screenshots. I don't know if there's just, like, a black market for screenshots, but he would find screenshots of, like, tickets that said, like, Dodgers home run seats or, like, club seats, whatever. And he would always he would go on StubHub during the game, see which ones were still on the market, know those ones were open, would go to that area, show the usher the fucking screenshot of the fake tickets, and then just go walk into the empty seats. He showed me so many pictures of him, like, in these nice seats. He would go to Lakers game and get, like, boxes because he would just, like, find which box wasn't sold because they would sell, like, it's like Angel Stadium, how they have those seats in front of the boxes, too. So he would just, like, find one of those seats 
that weren't in the box. And then he would have like a QR code that like, I don't know, like it was, that's incredible. He, he's mastered the system and he's invited me to go with him. And even that I'm a little scared of, you know, I mean, I'll think like finding a screenshot, you know how easy it is to Photoshop something like that too, though. Mm-hmm. Like realistically, if you know that seat's empty and you're not being a dick about it and like you pay for like entry and you just go on your phone really quickly, like yeah. put a little white square, change the font, you know, from section 301 to 101. Yeah. That's so easy. That's genius. It I'm is, using that. It is very game. easy. You got to just check StubHub, Ooh. make sure the tickets aren't sold. Maybe not. I may, I want to go see a game at uh, Padres Petco? this year. Petco. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try it there because if I get caught and I get banned for life, then it's like, oh, no. But if that happens at Angel Stadium, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> but I'll do that at another stadium. Well, I know now the uh, MLB game day app because I have tickets on my phone. Um, it's not just a barcode now. It's a barcode and there's little baseballs on the side that go up and down. And it says on the thing screenshots won't be allowed for like entry. So I think they're cutting down on people screenshotting. Well, that's what I'm saying for entry. But if you buy a ticket and then you go to your seats in the first inning, check like, Oh, this good seats empty. And then in the second inning, you just take that screenshot, do a little finagling. And then you walk on over to the other section. Yeah. You're already in, you paid for admission. You're just maybe sitting somewhere nicer. Love that. Don't do that in the movie theater though. You're a dickhead. (laughs) Do you want to get into John Wick tie? Oh, John Wick. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc john wick has finally found a way to earn his freedom but to do so he must battle both new and old acquaintances to take down the underworld organization from the top. I wasn't listening to your synopsis, I'll be honest. It's like, it's so short. How do you ignore me for that amount of time? I was making notes on edits to make, all right? John Wick finally found a way to earn his freedom, but to do so, he must battle both new and old acquaintances to take down the underworld organization from the top. Is it underworld? Uh, yeah. That's what it said in the three-minute YouTube video. The table. The table is the top of that underworld organization, yes. Which, so, again, speaking partly from a place of ignorance, us both not. Have you seen any John Wicks? I have seen most of the first one. Okay. Not none of two, none of three. I knew there was dogs in three. I saw the trailers for three. (laughs) Knowing what the original John Wick was, wife dies, gets him a dog, guy kills the dog, he just goes on a killing spree pretty much. Yeah. But he was in this organization to begin with. and Yeah, but like knowing what happened in John Wick 1 and not watching a uh, what happened in John Wick 1 through 3 until after I saw John Wick 4. I was watching John Wick 4 and I was like, this feels like the kind of story you make for an action franchise where you had no plans of there being a franchise, but everyone loves it. So you just keep making movies mm-hmm. like it's just like the whole table stuff and all this different stuff. Like I was like, man, I... I 
I didn't feel like I was missing out on much because I it felt the way they did it like it was like I don't really need to watch the first three. I feel like they're just yeah. kind of bullshitting at this point. <laughs> I will say during this one, I felt like I was there was some stuff missing, which turns out they just like hint at old stuff that happened that never happened in the other movies. So you're fine. Yeah, like the other characters have never shown up before. Well, there's the blind character. Uh, um, hmm, I can't remember his name now. Kane. Kane. That's I right. didn't even look it up. I just knew it before I got there. I thought he was in the franchise previously because yep. there was like John Wick's friend, blah, blah, blah. Nope. Yep. This is his first movie. Not at there all. There was the um, Osaka Intercontinental Manager. Yeah. Um, he, he was a friend of John Wick. Wasn't in the previous ones. Yeah. Um, Super fucking awesome, though. Those characters. I So I think what they did is in the first one, they hinted at something like this being his background and why he's such a badass. Oh, I watched a 15-minute what happened in the first three. Oh, so you know. You're, you're, you're... Yeah, he he checks into the Intercontinental, number yeah. one, and it's, like, known that he's, like, part of it or whatever. And then number two, I think the table tells him to kill someone, mm-hmm. and he's, like, doesn't want to do it. Yep. But then he ends up doing it. But then in number two, I think— Because at, he did that. Well, at the end of number two or the beginning of number three, he kills the guy or kills someone else on Continental territory. Yep. Which is illegal. Yep, end so, of two. So that leads leads to him being excommunicado. Yeah. No longer a part of the organization. So then the third one, I think he's just kind of like fighting with the table. Yeah, they. well, he's excommunicated and he did something that you're not allowed to do. And the third one's them trying to hunt him down and make that right. Gets shot off a, Brit, a roof yeah. in the third one. And then we jump into this one. He just goes and kills like the high elder, I think, in this one too, like pretty early on. Yeah. Just shows up and is like, hey, fuck you, dude. Shoots him right in the head. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I It what? told a conclusive story for John Wick. Yeah. Spoiler alert. He dies. <laughs> you sure? Hundred percent. You sure? Hundred p. You sure? Yes. You sure? Because you tell me that is dead? no. Because tell me that isn't something where it's like, oh, that's his funeral. Like I was waiting for them to like look away from his tombstone and like see him standing by a tree or something. <laughs> he didn't get shot in the head. He like suffered major injuries and died. But I think like him being free or whatever, and he's just a ghost now. There, he's coming back. I guarantee he's not. Well, dead. I know they're planning a John Wick spinoff, according to Riley, with Ana de Armas, I believe. Yep. And I also wouldn't be surprised if they are planning a spinoff with that nobody character. Yeah. Very specifically had dogs. Very specifically yeah. became friends with John Wick after the fact. Only problem is, is his name Nobody is the name of another action movie that came out like four mm-hmm. years ago called Nobody. So is it going to be called John Wick Nobody? Yeah. But the table's very much still a thing. John Wick didn't destroy the table. He just killed the one guy who the table was paying. And mm-hmm. This is classic action, com- action, not even comedy, action movie where it's like we don't really know what the table is, I feel like. And maybe they explain that in the first three, but it's just one of those things like it's a table. Well, that's why I feel like in the first one they hint at like this being something and then he kills people and then they're like, this kind of worked. Let's fucking let's yeah. build on this. Yeah, I don't and think. And then they just kept yeah. it growing into this universe. They kept world building it, yeah. It kind of like for me, I feel like that's kind of like Star Wars. Like, I feel like he made the first Star Wars, and the first Star Wars, like, they hinted at this lore of Jedis and all this shit, and he was like, people kind of fucking like this. Let's keep it rolling. And then they do this world building. Are you comparing the John Wick franchise to Star Wars? Sure. So what you're telling me, so we got the John Wick quadrilogy. Um, (laughs) I love that. That's not a word, but I like it. What you're telling me is in a few years, they're going to make the the John Wick prequel quadrilogy because it's going to be his life. Because the first John Wick, I'm pretty sure, opens where it's like he's 
He's done. He's done being yeah. like the assassin. And the guy he killed, there's like a Russian guy or something. And the Russian guy like hired John Wick before. Like they allude yeah. to that in the first one. They say he's not the boogeyman. He's the guy you hire to kill the boogeyman. Just a badass line. So we're going to get the John Wick quadrilogy prequel yeah. series in a, like 10 years where it's him in his early days played by someone else, played by a younger actor. Yeah. Played by Keanu Reeves' son or whatever. Well, not to like Star Wars, it's episodes. John Wick's, it's chapters. You can easily do chapter five. All right, that's the title of the podcast. John Wick 4 movie review. The Star Wars of our generation or something like that. <laughs> you got a whole episode. To work a Gen up, Zers like Star Wars. Gen Z? Are we Gen Z? I don't know. No, we're millennials, right? No, millennials are think, older than no, this. No, I think we're the back end of millennial. No, I think we're in the transition. Like I think depending on I think which. Gen Z. I think depending on which source you use, there's like a blurry thing, and that's where we fall in. I think we're Gen Z, baby. Let's see, millennial it, Gen Z. Where millennial N and Generation Z begins, it looks like. I'm telling you, Ty, it's like 95. According to the. Oh, it's 97. Or one year off for Gen Zs. Yeah. Damn. Okay. We're not dumb millennials. Come on. <laughs> Come we're just on the now. TikTok generation. Speaking of there being four of these movies and us not watching the first three and feeling a little bit left out, do you want to jump into plot slash story and break oh, it down for us? Yeah. Plot slash story, Jay. So we get, I mean, we kind of touched on it. John Wick, out for blood. Wants to bring the, whole, wants to bring the whole thing down. Um, kill him from the top. Fight for his freedom. They then blow up a couple of buildings because they helped John. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think they're helping John. Yep. I don't even know if New York really was helping John, but they got fucked for it. Yep. Um, they then side up, you know, com- go with John and it's like, look, I can do this thing and it makes it to where I can earn my freedom and you have to abide by the old rules, like old Testament, new Testament. And they say, okay, that's fine, but I'm going to send everyone that I can possibly fucking pay after you to kill you. And yeah. then they just try and stop him from getting to that situation where he can earn his freedom. Obviously Petty. he wins. Yeah. Uh, kills by far. Like, there's obviously movies where, like, planets get blown up and shit. By far the most deaths I've ever seen on screen. <laughs> like, individual, you can count that person died, that person died, that person died. Um, just bodies. Has a whole dynamic with the Kane character. Yep. Um, the, yeah. The friends who have to face off against each other type thing. Yeah, nice little... I was actually, like, thinking, like, this is actually a good... I This is a thought I had while watching the movie, actually. Was in that final shootout scene i like was thinking in my head how are they gonna do this yeah it was almost like wrestling when there's like both guys are so good you one but one of them has to lose and you're like how are they gonna do this and make both guys look good i was like how are they gonna do this and like it's not just gonna be john wick's just gonna shoot this cane guy and that's gonna be it and i was actually legitimately like not really knowing what was gonna happen and i appreciate that Mm -hmm. and i didn't expect him to not shoot and then the guy comes up tries to shoot him bang his own ego right in the fucking head what's that guy's name angus not angus (laughs) bill skarsgård bill skarsgård I have a question for you, Ty. Hmm? You know, I'll wait till we get to characters, actually, about Mr. Bill Skarsgård. Um, okay. <laughs> Play yeah. it. Play Pennywise. Yes. Yeah, I think, obviously, we missed some stuff, but, like, again, like, a lot of the stuff I thought was callbacks or, like, references to other movies, like, weren't. It was like, more just callbacks to his life that we've never seen. Like, but the it's whole family that. thing. Um, what family thing? Where he had to go back to his family's blessing, and then his family, like, set him up. Different family. You have to be a part of, like, one of yeah. the families. Okay. And that was just, like, a way for him to be sponsored. 
to earn his freedom. Yeah, so they like trick him, and then he goes, really cool poker scene as someone who likes poker. I really enjoyed that scene. Probably my favorite scene in the movie. Now, I will say, does Five of a Kind beat a royal flush? Because I don't think it does. Five of a Kind, not a real thing. Exactly. (laughs) So I think the other guy still won, (laughs) in my opinion. Um, That was a cool scene. While we're talking about plot slash story, this movie was a little long for me. It was like two and a half hours. Yeah, we have to get rid of the poker scene, but I think you could have cut out this whole family bullshit. I don't like I like did we really have to explain the mythos of him needing his family's blessing? Like they couldn't have just done like a if he kills this guy, he can challenge someone to a duel or some bullshit. And then he goes and has the poker scene anyways, because that part was a little confusing to me and it lost me a little bit. Not going to lie. I, I that was the, the slow part for me as well. I mean, I'm all with the beginning and them hunting him down and destroying the New York Continental and going after the, what was it, Tokyo? It was Bright Lights? I think it was Osaka. Could okay. be wrong. Um, the other Continental and like going after him and hunting that down. I fully followed it. Blurry spot. He's got to go to his final match thing. Stopping him from getting there. Fully followed it. There's just that kind of, that scene, like you said. Yeah. Uh, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, because there was like, it started great. It ended with... You know, the cool action scene. It's just that middle portion, the whole family thing. Like, And, like, I thought the the bounty hunter, I mean, this is kind of, I don't think this is more in characters either. I think this is plot. Like, he didn't really feel like he needed to be in this movie at all, honestly. He didn't. Unless no. they're setting him up for, to be a spinoff. But, like, he doesn't really do anything consequential. Yeah, he kills, like, the, the big henchman at the end with his dog. But, like, it, it felt weird. I don't know. He just kind of felt like, and there was, like, a part part of the movie where we have the poker scene. He, like, disappears and is, like, he's not in the movie for the next 45 minutes. And all of a sudden, he's back again. And it's, like, I thought he was done. I thought he, he was out for the count. Yeah. I. They definitely are going to do something with him in Parabellum, if I had to guess. I thought Parabellum was the third one. Is it? I thought that was what the spinoff was. Oh, Ballerina is going to be the spinoff. Why the fuck did they give the third one a name? I don't know. <laughs> that goes against my Star Wars thing. I think it was John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. It is. But Chapter 2 does not have a secondary name, nor does Chapter 4. Can't tell you. Why? Why would you do such a thing? Can't tell you. I hate that. <laughs> That's a blemish on the John Wick franchise that they cannot ever take back. <laughs> okay, whatever. But he, he felt um, kind of um, pointless being in the film. I don't know. Like, there were some okay parts of the, the, the plot. I liked the ending, how they handled that. But there was also some typical action stuff that was just typical action stuff. Lacked depth. And there was just some stuff that was unnecessary slash confusing i don't i don't know if confusing is the right word i had a very good point when i was thinking about this movie and i just completely blanked about it and it really upsets me i hate that for you you gotta Um, write some shit down i landed at a 12 out of 20 ty oh so still above average though yeah i was gonna give an 11 but i landed at a 12 because of how how the ending was and how they they handled that okay i did a nine a little bit lower on the story because it really is just whatever we can say, whatever we can do to get this man to kill as many people as possible. Yeah. And there is a lot of unnecessary shit and a lot of we're doing this just because we have to, just because it gets him from point A to point B type things. Yeah. Um. But overall, like, it's not terrible. Like, it makes sense. It's easy enough to follow. Even the house thing, if I didn't know, like, why they were doing it, I understood what they were doing. Yeah. And And the reason behind it, and I understood why he was at that poker guy's thing and had to fuck him up. Like, I, I got it. You know what I mean? I didn't really understand why he was at that poker guy's thing. I'll be honest. To earn his way back in to where he could challenge the high table. Mm. 
because he had been excommunicated for killing excommunicado. the Excommunicado. Excommunicado. They use Latin words and Okay. In John Wick, <laughs> I've learned. Um and he had to get back in in order to challenge them to that duel. Um so they fucking killed him. Also, the whole like setting up that duel thing and flipping the cards over and whoever had the highest number determined. Did you catch on to that? How they were doing that? Mm-mm. So he was like, oh, where? And he would say this location. He would say that location. And then they flip oh, yeah, over yeah, a yeah, random yeah. card and whoever had the higher yeah. number. Kind of cool. Kind of yeah. like that. Not to uh, not to spoil next week's review, but kind of a little Dungeons and Dragonsy. <laughs> You're not really spoiling anything. Well, I, I <laughs> no, guess. No. I'm really bummed about my point. It had to do with the plot and John Wick. and It had to do about something that was like completely unnecessary, but wasn't the bounty hunter. It was something else. Oh, well. It the is daughter? It is. That was a little unnecessary, I guess. But it I mean, wasn't she that. She was there, but... Just but then they the set up the credit. thing like, go kill him, or I will. Yeah. And then she doesn't show up the rest of the movie. <laughs> Did you not stay for the post-credit? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Blind guy finally is free, is walking up to his daughter, because he's free. And then it's the girl in a crowd, and she pulls out a knife and is walking towards him. That cuts to black. Yeah. You didn't save the post-credits, Jay. I didn't. Why save that for post-credits? Because it sets up something else. You think so? Obviously. She's going to fucking kill Kane. And he's blind. He doesn't know she has a knife in her hand. He obviously will because he freaking knows everything. It's incredible. There are so many times where I'm like, he has no idea what's going on. You could easily shoot this man in the head. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he just does some fucking badass shit and survives. I told you before we started the pod that it took me longer than I'd like to admit that I until I realized he was blind. Yeah. Even the Braille card. He had the Braille card with John Wick's <laughs> name on it. Right away. I thought that was just how the table did business. <laughs> like, they were like, hey, you got to know Braille. We don't say their names out loud. It's like Morse code and Braille. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I thought his cane was for a limp. Um, and that's why I was like, well, because like, they were like, yeah. they were like, oh, he's retired. He's out of the game. So I thought he was old and retired and he had a limp. So he had to have a cane. Like, why are we choosing this guy? <laughs> okay. I thought it was kind of cool that he was reading the Braille and he got like wick and just like stopped halfway. Like he already knew. Well, it'd be like, like Wick. Fuck. You just said his whole name. Well, he went back. No, but it was John Wick, and he did like Wick, and then it just shows the N, because like he's running his hand, and he doesn't even oh, have yeah. to finish, because yeah, he's yeah. like, ah, oh, y'all got me. How about that guy getting, st- the nobody getting stabbed in the hand and having to pull his hand through the knife? Yeah, kind of gross. That was real gross. Uh, Key elements, Ty. Mm. I don't think you said this on the pod, or before the pod. I don't remember. You said there was something about this that was going to shake the foundations mm-hmm. of our key elements category. Yeah. And I'm just I didn't say key elements category. Oh, just our whole scale? It our whole scale. Our whole podcast, our whole friendship? No, just the scale. Okay. I think I said the scale. Um Do we have a hard limit on a 20? Hypothetically speaking? I think yeah, it's a hard limit on a 20 unless we predetermine beforehand if a movie's called a mixture of indiana jones and national treasure if it fits that billing if it can get a bonus point got it yeah well fuck i guess i only can do a 20 then for key elements because it would have got a 22 for me wow it would have jumped up that high. this is just three hours of the most incredible action i've ever seen yeah it's so cool it's just non-stop you've got fucking like sword combat you've got gun combat you've got nunchucks for no fucking reason Combat. You got a dude with a cane just beating people's ass. Got some dog combat. You got some dog got a combat. Fire shotgun. Yeah, he's just he's just shooting fire at people's face. Yeah. Yeah, it's just incredible. Truly, truly incredible. Bows and arrows. You you got fucking bows and arrows. 
What I mean, I, they're knives. You got dueling pistols. Does it take you out of it at all when the no. movie has this much no. action? How many shots, when you really think about how many shots these bad guys miss on the good guy? Well, that's the thing is they ex- explain all of that off with the bulletproof vest. Cause he One gets, shot in the head, he's dead, Tyler. He gets shot over and over and over again, but he's, he's covering his head. He's trained to cover his head. He's pulling his suit jacket up. <laughs> Doesn't take me out at all. This is... This is truly incredible. It makes sense why this franchise is loved so much. It's because it just has groundbreaking action that like I'm like no movie fucking compares to. Kill Bill. Never seen it. I don't think that's This is Kill Bill of Quentin Tarantino. I don't think so. Actually allowed his movies to have budgets. Just kidding, I think his movies have budgets. <laughs> um I finished out of twenty as well. Okay. This it's just incredible. The key element kinda is John Wick. Yeah. Um It's his own genre. It's not even an action action genre, it's a John Wick genre. Yeah, it's just action galore. Now, hot take? I don't know. if I think there was a little bit too much for me. No. Which we'll circle back to at the end. No. I noticed... Too much action? I, I noticed some of the action scenes... That sounds like a man who doesn't have a child. I, <laughs> I was ex- kind of excited for the action scenes to end, some of them. No. Like, I was kind of like, all right, can we get this over with? It just keeps going. There were yeah, some of them. That was what was so incredible. It's like, you think he's done, and it's just like another wave of people. The fact that he makes it all the way up the steps to get to the court, to the fucking church, and the director's like, that was pretty fucking cool. Kick him down all the steps. Let's do it again. <laughs> and then he just has to fight his way back up the steps again? Yeah. Incredible. Look, it was, it, 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 it got a 20 for me. It's John Wick action. It's, it's good action. It's not bad action. Um, it's not even dad action. It's good action. Yeah. But I just, there was so much of it. I was like, at points, like, man. I don't know. This is a lot, but it was, it, it had dogs. That's the John wick key element. It did. Um, the stylistic stuff, which we could touch on in visuals and cinematography as well. The stylistic stuff was all there and just, they got creative. It wasn't the same action scenes over and over again. There was a lot, there was unique stuff. And these movies have been hailed as having, you know, great, great, great action scenes. And anytime someone that's attached to one of these movies does another action movie, everyone gets really excited. And it's for a reason. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we didn't even touch on it, but this is the highest rated John Wick movie in the franchise. I was just about to look that up, yeah. We're sitting at a 94%. I think it's like 89, 89, and another high 80s. 86 is the first one. 86, and then I think it's 89, 89, 94, if I'm not mistaken. That tells me that they threw even more action in this one. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you're getting the 20. You're getting the 20 from me. It's incredible. There's another thing that I'm going to touch on in the next category that I just couldn't take my eyes off the screen <laughs> well let's jump into it what what jay they had a fucking one shot so i have a funny story about so it. many one shots but they had an overhead like third person one shot that i know that was so hard to fucking do to set up on a, in a stage where they just have the roof cut off and it's just an entire like mansion laid out with the camera overhead panning a fucking panning, one going shot room to room it's so incredible yeah it's the coolest thing ever starts with the staircase you see John Wick, and then the camera slowly pans up, and you get the bird's eye view. Of just everything, of and you see guys in the other room getting ready, and then you see how they like meet together in a room, and then there's other guys in this other fucking room. It's so cool. And he's got the fire gun throughout half of that, and it's just fire fucking shooting at people. So, when you texted me, hey, did you go see the movie yet? You texted me during that scene. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I had to take your eyes off that for one um, second. Like, right at the beginning of, like, maybe it was right before, actually. You, I think you texted me right before it started. I responded, 
And then, like, as soon as I responded, the one shot started. And it was so hard for me not to text you. <laughs> Ty, there's an incredible one shot in this film. Because I almost did. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to ruin it for him because he's going to be looking for it. It might not be as cool when he gets there. I'm going to let him get to it when he gets to it. So I I went in knowing that I'm pretty sure John Wick 1 has, like, another incredibly choreographed one-shot fight scene in it mm-hmm. that people, like, were wouldn't shut the fuck up about when it first came out. So I knew this fran- – I knew it was going to happen. I knew we were going to get a badass one-shot. I didn't think it would be that cool. <laughs> You're just, like, above, and you just, like – the fact that you can see the action and you can see what's going to happen next and, like, the shit leading up to that action and all the choreography for that to be, like, one coherent shot – it's yeah. just, it's incredible. Your one-shot senses were going off. You texted me right, you know, when it was about I to knew. happen. That's yeah. just like a little tingle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> um, thematically, there was there's very obviously a John Wick theme. The lighting, kind of like the strobe lights. Almost like light anime style, maybe a little bit even. Because I know there's like some, it seems like there's some Japanese influence in these films. Mm-hmm. Um, the way the action is done and just, you know, how they're kind of framed and the colors and everything um i thought all that fit well i thought the soundtrack was really great the the integration of that radio station and like playing songs to go along with the the fighting on screen i thought the fighting itself was great um i i I don't want to overrate an action movie when it comes to visuals and cinematography so i didn't want to go too high so i originally landed at an 18 but then i remembered my tried and trusted rule of a a one shot gets you an automatic plus one so I landed at a 19 tie. It feels a little high, but it feels deserved at the same time. It's There's such an attention to detail with all of it, and it, like, from start to finish, feels like a John Wick movie. Like, you throw me in any scene, 90% of them, it's John Wick kicking someone's ass, so that's kind of a telltale sign. <laughs> um, but I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that's this franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it all ha- it has that vibe of it. The fucking... It was ridiculous, but just the, the shot of all the cars driving around and them fighting in the middle of the fucking roundabout... And like the all Arc the different, co- yeah, it's so fucking cool. And I don't remember. I was trying to go back through. I don't remember if it was Bullet Train or the Gray Man. It might have been another one. Um, but there's an action sequence that takes place in like a Tokyo type setting with bright lights and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of those, and I talked about how much I love it. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved the opening fight scene when he's at the other Continental mm-hmm. and they're defending him, and it's just like sword fighting and everything. There's the bright lights. The fight where he is fighting the big poker player dude, and it's just like the rainfall and flashing lights and everyone dancing. Like, it just looks so cool. Yeah, it's it's the dancing was pretty. It was kind of funny to me, just off topic. Just so ridiculous. Everyone was still raving. It was like the Fast and the Furious dancers. Yeah, so ridiculous <laughs> that like this guy's getting murdered right next to you, and you're just vibing in some some rain. <laughs> and you're all wet in clothes, just dancing, having the time of your life. Probably high on ecstasy, and you just don't care. I think we need a John Wick Fast and the Furious crossover. God, don't do that. Who wins? John John Wick versus the Familia. <laughs> <laughs> I think realistically John Wick gets accepted into the Familia. Okay. All right. I think Dominic Toretto's heart's big enough to add one more to the family. <laughs> I I just I I don't know. I I'm at a 20. Oh, wow. <laughs> it looks incredible. I was going to do 19, but everything looks incredible. There's so many different fight scenes. That one shot I mean, 1917 is a good movie. Yeah, that's a fucking one shot. <laughs> well, 1917, the whole thing's a one. I don't shot, care, which makes it appealing. But that's a fucking one shot. That was incredible. It was so good, and all the different styles of it, and, and 
the different fights and the different styles and the different choreography and the different settings and the music, the whole thing, like the final night is like, it's being broadcast over the radio. Like, Oh, he's here. He's there. Yeah. And they have like different music playing and everything. It's so cool. Him taking that Mustang and like, just, I don't know if it even was a Mustang actually, but that muscle car just dipping out when he's on the run. So fucking cool. So fucking cool. It's pretty sweet. Fought all the way upstairs just to get kicked back downstairs and fight all the way back upstairs. <laughs> it's so cool. Characters tie. One thing I could say about the John Wick character, that man's indestructible. Yeah. I mean, in number three, he falls off like a very, very tall building and yep. lives. Yep. This one, he falls off another building and like hits his body like at an angle on a ledge, lives, gets pushed down the stairs, lives. <laughs> like, I, this man's just different. Yeah. Not a man of many words, though. No, not a man of very many words. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about Keanu Reeves. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to say something that you don't think I'm going to agree with, and I'm entirely going to agree I don't with. know if you're going to do I don't think you're going to disagree. I just don't know if I like think he's a good actor. No, he's not. He's a terrible actor. Like, he's just like, I don't, like, I couldn't tell if it was intentional the way he was, like, delivering his lines and, like, I don't know. I think it's very it's perfect for this type of character. I think it's the limit of his acting abilities. Cuz I think I've seen him in other stuff and he just kind of sucks. I don't like him in the Matrix movies, the ones I've seen. Yeah, I think he just kind of sucks and everything else. One. But like he's supposed to be a stoic like I don't say much, I just, you know, kick ass type character in this and it works. And I think that's why this franchise did so good to like revive his career essentially. Yeah. But it doesn't ask a lot of him from an acting standpoint. It asks a lot of him from a physical and action standpoint. Absolutely. Because I know he choreographed and does a lot of like the actual hand combat stuff. Which And he does most of his own stunts, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's just not common. And that's all him, and that's incredible, and it's talent in and of itself. The acting performances isn't there, though. I, he doesn't say shit. If someone did it, and he gets paid like over 100 a word for this movie. Jeez. <laughs> With how many words he said in his thing, like. Even the words he does say, just the way he talks kind of irks me. Yeah. Just real, like, gargly. And, like, he's confused. I don't know. I, I don't really <laughs> like... It's like he's reading off a teleprompter and he doesn't know what the emotion behind it's supposed to be. Yeah, like, I usually break this down into two separate things, kind of like the main character and then everyone else. And, like, if I broke it down that way, I would give him, like, a four out of ten. Okay. And then I think about the rest of the characters. I think I actually liked Bill Skarsgård. Bill? I know there's two Skarsgårds. Yeah, Bill Skarsgård. I actually liked multiple him. Skarsgård. He was pretty compelling. I kind of liked him as like the French kind of bad guy who was like kind Works of perfectly as that. Um merciless? I don't know. If merciless. That's the right word. Yeah. Do you think Bill Skarsgård looks like me? Cuz in this movie mm. I kept thinking like this guy kind of looks like me. He looks like you if you had a lot creepier face. Okay, so I found out what the chain is. I don't think I look exactly like Bill Skarsgård, and I'm not saying I look exactly like this next person, mm -hmm. but I think there's similarities. I've been told by multiple people, like independently, that I look like Joe Burrow a little bit. And I think yep. Bill Skarsgård also looks like Joe Burrow a little bit. Yep. So I think it, it's like a progression tree, like those old books in elementary school where it was like the guy went from the leopard to the Anna, human. Anna. Animanity acts? No, that's. No, that's cartoon. Whatever they're called. Yeah. It'd be like. Anamorphosis. Anim animorph. And uh, I was gonna say it'd go from like ugly to handsome, and it'd be like Bill Skarsgård, then Joe Burrow, then me. But Joe Burrow's better looking than me, so it's like kind of jumps. So I guess it would. But Joe Burrow's the middle guy. It doesn't animorphs. Go, I fucking nailed that. It doesn't go Bill Skarsgård, me, Joe Burrow. It's like Joe Burrow's the middle man. 
Joe Burrow's the average guy. Joe Burrow's like the tip of Yeah, our, he's top of the top. He's a good looking dude. Like we have it's our collection of people that look like us. It's like you and Jorge Masvidal and, and a yeah. collection of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fuck yeah. He's the top of our collection. I'm probably just middle of the road, and Bill Skarsgård's probably towards you're, the bottom. You're in that group, though. Thank for you. sure. Appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how. If you say, hey, you kind of look like fucking Joe Burrow, you're like, fuck yeah. If you say, hey, you kind of look like the guy who plays that creepy clown. It's like, ah, fuck. In this movie, though, he kind of, like, there was multiple times I was like, I feel like he looks like me. Yeah. He looks it. like, he kind of got Harry Styles eyes. Maybe he'd be mean Harry Styles yeah. had a baby. Harry Styles is in there, too. Um, what did you think of um, Mr. Krabs as the top boss? That was Mr. Krabs? Yeah, Clancy Brown. 90% sure that's Mr. Krabs. Top boss? The the old dude who like is above Skarsgård? White dude? Real real gravelly voice, goatee. That was Mr. Hair. Krabs? I'm almost positive he's the dude who voices Mr. Krabs. I feel like he's barely uh, in it. So SpongeBob I... movie, Sponge Out of Water, Mr. Krabs' voice. He was whatever to me he wasn't anything um no that's fine i was just like holy shit that's the guy who plays mr krabs i thought the the new york manager was actually pretty compelling not compelling i thought he was a good actor though yeah um <laughs> i don't know why but i had the thought when he was walking he was in the suit and i was like that guy looks kind of short um and then i was like I wonder if that's how i look in a suit and i don't know why that <laughs> crossed my mind <laughs> i gotta look up how tall mr ian mcshane is though i never did um Lawrence Fishburne, whatever. Like, the rest of the cast, I think it was like a 5 out of 10, but I did like the performance from Mr. Skarsgård, and he kind of looks like me. So I bumped it up to a 6, which gives me a consensus character score. Five foot seven and a half. He's right around me, yeah. Of 10 out of 20. Now, before you give me your character score, I also want to point out another member of the Jason Reed lookalike clan that I think. I don't think he looks like me in everything, but the actor Billy Magnuson from Game Night, specifically in Game Night, joins the par- joins the Jason Reed party. But he's more handsome than I am, I think. Um, the Jason Reed look like party, in my opinion. I don't know. His face looks like it's kind of like, kind of looks like he has a face and then it kind of got like pinched on his head. Yeah. Like it doesn't face. fill out as much. Yeah. When you customize your me and you kind of like make your face yeah. bigger and smaller, it's just pinched a little bit. Yeah. No, he he's over there too. Yeah. He's, he's just in the group. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he was in No Time to Die. He could be in the next John Wick movie. Uh, you, I'm sorry. Would you give it a ten? A ten. Okay. I'm just looking at um, a picture of Jorge Masvidal right now. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> he looks so much. He lucky. does. Yeah, he really does. Especially his UFC roster picture. Oh my god. <laughs> if I could get in shape, I'd definitely be sending people to the shadow realm. <laughs> um, you left out um, Mr. Donnie Yen as Kane. Oh yes, Kane was actually pretty solid. I, I liked. His I enjoyed. Character. I enjoyed his character and Shimazu. As the head dude in, in, in Osaka. Mm-hmm. Osaka. Just badass Asian actors. Yeah. And I know them from like certain things. I I mean, it's going to be terrible and probably very offensive to the dude who played the head of that um, hotel. Hotel. But I know him as Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, which is just a bad movie. But The new one or the original? No, the new one bad we gave that like in the 60s when you remember we said it got the covid bump and it was a terrible movie (laughs) um which i don't think that's probably what he wants to be known as but he's just a fucking badass in it they were gonna make another one they totally set that up to be a franchise it was 2021 and i've heard nothing of a of a follow-up what a fucking hold on here jay this guy's been in like his last four movies that he's been in mortal kombat okay incredible action movie Army of the you Dead. You just said it was horrible. 
for the action. Like he's a badass action person okay. in this bad movie. Army of the Dead. Okay. Which is just another fun, stupid action movie. Bullet Train. These are all movies we've reviewed. That's what I knew him from. Bullet Train. That's I'm right there with you. Bullet Train. He's in, and then John Wick Chapter Four. That's his last four. We've reviewed all of those. Do you think he becomes the first actor in Within the Lines history to have his last four movies all get reviewed on Within the Lines in a row, four in a row? Like his his last four. He didn't have a single project in between those. That we didn't miss? Yeah. Maybe. That's pretty hard to do. It would have to be some MCU actors, but even like the Hemsworth, he gets. I feel like he does side projects. Chris Evans doesn't really do a lot of side projects. We maybe. We haven't reviewed enough of those in su- succession. Yeah. I don't know, man. Chris Evans might actually be my guess here. Let's see. Um, no, because it was only no, the it's, two. No, no it's Chris Evans, and you're going to laugh? No Avenger movies. Really? Chris Evans as Free Guy, uncredited role as Devin oh. Peters and Don't Look Up, Lightyear and the Gray Man. That's such a freaking ticky-tacky <laughs> way to get to the four in a row. It, it works. Ticky-tacky. Um, we then have Spider-Man Homecoming. Did we review Homecoming, though? I don't think we did. We no, did far not on the home. podcast, no. Because then it's Infinity War, uh, Captain Marvel, Endgame. So it would have been those Captain four. Marvel? Uncredited as Steve Rogers. I don't I don't know. They probably show a picture of him. Did you give your um, character score? Uh, I didn't. I finished at a 9 out of... Oh, uh, lower than me. At a 10. I'm going to do 10. I'm going to bump it up. Because I really liked uh, the Kane and the... I liked that beginning with that, that Asian actor and his daughter. Um, I think they're fucking awesome. Everyone's serviceable to decent in this film, except Keanu Reeves. He's the worst actor like, in acting-wise. Yeah, yeah, easily. And I don't think that that necessarily like takes me out of it at all because I don't want him to be like a. I don't want this character to give me a compelling like. Oh, I'm so emotional. I want him to just be like, "You're in my way. I'm gonna fucking put a bullet in your head." <laughs> like I don't want to feel for him. Like I know there's emotions, and that's what dri- like has driven him with like his family and all that. And, like, the whole, I want my tombstone to say loving father. Like, loving or loving husband. Yeah. Loving husband whose body count is in the thousands. For his wife. Thousands. That, there was a lot of that probably before his wife died, too. Yeah. Thousands. Just endlessly killing people. Lawrence Fishburne's weird dude. It's a weird in this movie. He's just loud. He just, like, yells at the beginning to get John Wick pumped up and then just doesn't show up again until the end to give him a cool gun. And a cool jacket. Cool jacket. Finish on 10, though. They're all fine. Enjoyment high. I told you. I got a little over the action a little bit. There were scenes you where did. I was just like, eh. It was a little long for me. This doesn't go into the score at all, but I I showed self-restraint, got a medium popcorn. Somehow my stomach hurt more after eating medium popcorn. Yeah? It hurt real bad. Real, real bad. Okay. I think I told Riley I, I I'm gotta taking a popcorn myself. break. No, when it's just myself, I have to limit myself. I get a small... And I finished the small, but I know if I had the medium, I would just keep eating, and it hurts my stomach. I usually get a large just by myself. You got to get a small. It limits you, and your stomach feels okay afterwards. I think I got to go cold turkey next few movies. As for light butter. Butter, I think, is what fucks you up. I actually looked into this. The butter does have an impact, but popcorn's actually extremely high in fiber. Is it? So it makes your stomach pretty hyperactive, and I'm yeah. someone who already has like a not great digestive system. That'll get you. Anyways, the action. <laughs> I'm... I. I'm a two-hour dad movie, dad action movie kind of guy. This wasn't a dad action cut, movie, though. This is just an action movie right. that dads love. Cut 30 minutes of this. Yeah. Um, cut the... 
I wouldn't even say that because that was a cool introduction to Alex Skarsgård's character. Cut Bill, the stuff Bill, with the family. Bill, Bill. Skarsgård. Cut the stuff with the family. Cut some of the bounty hunter stuff if you're not going to send him up for a future movie. The whole scene where he drags his finger through the knife, whatever. Yeah. Get this to like two hours, 12 minutes, and I am I'm might be sitting two points higher. I still landed at a 13. It was fun. I just don't know if I'll rewatch this. It's kind of long. And action, I like it, but I like story more. Okay. <laughs> so, I... The last movie we, like, actually, actually reviewed was Triangle of Sadness, which just so happened to be the last episode, so duh. Horrible uh, movie. Bad movie. The movie before that, Creed... See, sorry, did you see the my title for the Triangle of Sadness I, podcast? I didn't, no. Wow. Just don't even look at what I fucking title things. Yeah, I didn't. I, I called it the best, or the worst best picture nominee ever. 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 <laughs> There's a lot of movies we haven't seen. Are you sure you want to give that title out already? I know. Um, I did not enjoy it. Perhaps the worst Best Picture nominee. You left question mark at the end. I did. You covered your ass for debate. You covered your ass there. I like that. What were you saying about Creed three? Um, before that, we reviewed Creed three, and I I notably said it was my favorite uh, movie theater experience since Top Gun Maverick. Gave it a nineteen, mm-hmm. and it inspired me to go back and watch the rest of the franchise with your child. With my child, his who... first ever movies were Creeds. Is that oh, yeah, a fact? Yeah. No, um, maybe might have been like Shrek or something. Victoria might have beat me. Oh yeah, that's right. I know she did uh, show him Shrek. Encanto, maybe. Anyways, up there though. Um, also loves the band Creed. I would just sing him Creed <laughs> while after watching Creed. This is a good time. Yeah, he enjoys both. <laughs> um, this this movie is going to inspire me to go back and watch the rest of the John Wick franchise. I had a fucking blast with. You're this. not sleeping, so there you go. Uh, I got plenty of time on my hands to binge movies like this, and it's been. It was really really fun. I didn't love it as much as Creed three, but it was still. It was just a fucking blast, man. I gave it a seventeen out of twenty. It's way up there. I had a really good time. I know it was too long for you. The fact that it was just three hours of action and I was digging <laughs> it, it, that raises the score for me. I think you cut out the family part and you don't even explain why he goes to that poker thing. You just have him show up and beat the fuck out of that guy at the poker thing. Yeah. that Give me less talking and less like explaining why he's fighting and more fighting. I'm all in. Two hours, 49 minutes. Very long movie and it's literally nonstop action for two hours and 30 minutes of it. And it's a good time. I'd blast with it. Give it a 17 out of 20. I, I real, real fun movie. Um, and it's, I don't know, man, something about watching the end of a franchise and then going back and watching the beginning of a franchise. Mm-hmm. Good time. Wow. You just had real big eyes, Jay. Something just got revealed to you. Armin White likes a movie that got a fresh. Holy shit. Is it John Wick? It's John Wick. It's the one thing that brings people together is putting bullets in heads. <laughs> it's, it's a triumphant, consistent style. A rare distinction among blockbusters, usually dependent on conventional, imitative effects. Okay. He liked it. That's a trip. He likes it. Armin White usually goes against the grain here, but <laughs> John Wick, even he can't deny. The John Wick franchise is more exciting than the Star Wars movies, more imaginative than the Harry Potter films, more cinematic than the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and more engrossing than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> More imaginative than the Harry Potter universe? What's so imaginative about a guy shooting people? It's like more imaginative, like they create creatures and magic, but bullets? Pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm, su- I'm su- surprised. What a statement. Can you read that back to me? 
The John Wick franchise. No, no, no. no. Can you just give me, without naming that movie, just that statement of what it is? More exciting than Star Wars, than the Star Wars movies. More imaginative than the Harry Potter films. More cinematic than the MCU. And more engrossing than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. If I were at the beginning of the year tell you a movie we're going to review this year gets this description. Any chance you land on John Wick Chapter 4? Well, he said the John Wick franchise, to be fair. Any chance you land on John Wick? No, I probably would have thought he would have said, like, the Flash movie or something because he loves Batman versus Superman. <laughs> That's fair. So, probably would have said that. Just wild, though. What a statement. Yeah. Ed, Ezra Miller's pretty problematic, so Armin White's probably going to hitch his wagon to him. I have heard that movie's going to be really good, though, Jay. What's your final score, Ty? My final score for John Wick Chapter 4, I mean, it seems, uh, we raved about it, but you don't got a story, you don't got good acting, it's going to hurt you. 76 out of 100. A lot lower than, it rot- than its Rotten Tomatoes score. But that's fine. It's the classic case of most people are going to like this movie. It's not a 90s movie in the, the score in the 90s. It's not above the line. But it's really hard to dislike, so you're going to get a high Rotten Tomatoes score when the answer is yes or no. Yeah, uh, I landed at a 74 out of 100 myself. Okay, two points lower. Final score, 75 out of 100, making John Wick Chapter 4 the 81st ranked movie out of 174 entries. It is with the likes of No Time to Die. That's fitting. Love that. That's fitting. Project Power. Another, another franchise we didn't watch any of the first ones of. <laughs> I will say that one didn't make me go back and watch the rest. Okay. This one is. All right. Dune. Um, Major League. The Northman. Bad movie. Good movie. I gave him 84. What happened to your Oscar buzz? Now the Oscars have come and gone. (sighs) For what? The Northman. Oh, shit. I was thinking of uh, Violet Night when I said The Northman. Yeah, that really bums me out because it deserved it. No. It definitely deserved it. I should go back and watch that movie. That movie was... Have I said on the pod how that was like a... That felt like I did ayahuasca? Yeah. Yep, no. Multiple oh, times. Real tired, real trippy movie. That was a life-changing experience. <laughs> now, before I give you your random Rotten Tomato movie I think review. it may, like, I did a 23 in me, and I'm, like, a good percent, like, a pretty decent, like, percent Scandinavian. You'd never guess it by looking at the short brown kid. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, I think there was something, like, I connected with my ancestors there. Because that was a fucking trippy watch. Oh my god! I would just love for you to go back in time somehow to the Viking Age, and be like, "I am your ancestor," yeah. and they would just look at you and probably eat you. No, raw. <laughs> they would fucking they would fuck me up, dude. They, oh man, you'd be so out of place. Uh, before I do your random Rotten Tomato audience score, Ty, I want to remind you to watch a movie that I was raving about a few months ago. Um, that I think slipped through your radar. Now that you have some time, staying up late with Xander or something, need a movie to watch. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Fuck, you need to watch it, it. It did slip through my radar. I watched Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick like two nights ago, three nights ago. Again, I feel like you just watched it like yeah. two weeks ago. I did. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's such a good movie, dude. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Seriously. Okay. It's. I don't know if it's still on. I don't even remember what it was on. I. I mean, I got everything. I'll figure it out. Yeah, it was. It was. It was brought to one of the streaming services in like February. Probably HBO, if I had to guess. Hulu premium subscription. Pre- oh, I might have fucked up. Nope. HBO, HBO Max. Chilling. It's really good. Okay. And I might just, I think I might want to do a scale on it. Just not in the podcast episode, but 
Just throw it on there. It's good. It might get a 90 plus. I don't know if it'll go that high, but it's really good. It's really good. Did you just say that after giving Top Gun Maverick? Give me one minute here. I I think it's it's better than Top Gun Maverick, Ty. No fucking Ty. It's better than Top Gun Maverick. Now I want to watch it because you're going to piss me off. It's an action sci-fi movie. You get Top Gun Maverick in 83 and you're saying this is over a 90? It's definitely better than Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick meets The Tomorrow War? Kind of. Honestly. (laughs) Okay. If the Tomorrow War actually had a good plot and the uh, compelling okay. characters, let's, that made let's sense. Calm down, there, guy. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, I got. To, I'm gonna watch it. May, I may fall behind John Wick one, two, and three, but I'll watch it. I lost my random Rotten Tomato movie. Hold on. Did you forget the movie? Also? No, I I remember. It it, don't worry. All right, Ty. So John Wick, at its core, is a film about a man who's mad that his dog got killed. Yeah. So I had to think of a dog movie. This isn't the first time I've gone with a dog movie. I've done this with other movies. But this time, I went for a specific dog movie that I've actually never seen. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Never sat down and watched the whole thing. I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's the 1992 classic. 92? It spawned a old... franchise of its own. No, that's not Old Yeller. That's way before 92, right? Beethoven. Oh, yeah. The original Beethoven movie, which created quite literally a franchise. Hold on. i got to look up Beethoven dog movie. Are you serious? Of Beethoven's second, Beethoven's third, Beethoven's fourth, Beethoven's fifth, Beethoven's big break, Beethoven's Christmas adventure, and Beethoven's treasure trail. Treasure tale. That is um, eight Beethoven movies. Are they trying to make me believe that that's the same dog in all those movies? Looks the same. So probably. No chance, dude. Okay, the first one? The first one. Um, Can I get that dog actor's name, please? Beethoven. That's his name? The That's name his... of the dog is Beethoven. That's what I'm saying. Like, his his Hollywood name and his movie name is Beethoven. Oh, you want his real name? The dog's... Because every every famous okay, pet on. that's been on screen, like, there's a monkey in, like, the Night at the Museum movies. He's mm-hmm. got a name. He's a famous monkey. Rest in peace. He may what be, happened to the dog the that may not played... be alive anymore? Chris. The dog's name is Chris? <laughs> Chris. <laughs> that is the most professional dog. Like, I think when they were interviewing, that dog showed up in a three-piece suit. I'm... <laughs> he like he walked in with headshots in his mouth and like set him down on the table. I'm sorry, Ty, but there's this article on Great Pet Care that wrote an article asking, "Is the Beethoven dog still alive?" Chris, this great Saint Bernard who played the original Beethoven, is no longer alive. He sadly passed away. Yeah, at twelve. This was written in 2022. What a fucking the movie came out in 1992. That's what... <laughs> I mean, his name's Chris. He may just be part human. I think that dog's living to freaking 23 or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, there's no way it's the same dog in all the franchise, like, in all the movies. Chris just so happened to star in the first one, but it's got to be. the second one. He didn't even make it to three? Most of the Beethoven franchises without the titular Chris? He had 12 doubles. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Um, This movie made way more much way more money than it should have at the box office. I don't I don't even know where to fucking begin with this. You ever seen it? Yeah, maybe. I know of it. I don't know if I ever watched it. It feels like a movie I actually watched in school. I don't know why. All uh Beethoven two was another movie theater movie. All the rest were uh straight D V D, by the way. Okay. Um let's people like dogs, sixty five percent. I have no idea. I don't even, I have no train of thought. I don't know what the plot is. It's not like a genre. It's just dogs. What'd you say? 
65%. Well, if you would have completely flipped your answer. 56? No. You thought 65% of the people liked this movie. Oh, only... 65% of the people disliked Damn. this movie. Beethoven, the 1992 classic that made $147 million in the box Holy office. shit. On an $18 million budget in How 1992. How much do you think that dog got out of that cut? Nothing. We got to stand up for workers' rights. A 35% audience score, 29% critic score. That's that's kind of insane. Uh, the Beethoven... When you type in... Oh, I typed in Beethoven. The Beethoven actor in Beethoven 3, by the way, uh, the actor's name is Cujo. C-U-J-O. From Chris to Cujo. Like, okay. Um, when you type in Beethoven, the first thing you get is... Uh, the composer. The composer. Second one's the movie ahead of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Sim- symphony. The movie's more famous than Beethoven, the composer's most famous work. Yeah. Did Beethoven ever make $148 million with his freaking songs? Not a fucking chance he did. Beethoven 3 has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Z- hard zero. No Only one- seven reviews. <laughs> okay, that helps. So, yeah. That's wild. There's a Beethoven oh God, film series. There's apparently another dog in this movie, which dog actor's name is Mark. <laughs> nice. That's crazy. Q Joe was also in Beethoven 4. Hold on. We're going through all the Beethovens now. This is the podcast. Um, Q Joe also only made it to Beethoven movies because in Beethoven 5, he was replaced with J.S. Bark. Bark spelled B-A-R-Q-U-E. <laughs> That's fancy. That's what you need if you're a movie star animal. Those owners did that right. Um, Beethoven's Big Break. Did Mr. Bark make it to that film? Let's see. Um, let's go down to the cast. Beethoven's not. Oh, no. Cujo's back. He got, he got kicked out, and he's back. They worked out some contract disputes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Beethoven's Christmas Adventure doesn't have its own Wikipedia. Oh, I could have just looked at this. I'm stupid. Jay, the fucking monkey. Cujo. Sorry. Jay, the f- I- I just jumped the monkey from Night at the Museum, still alive, 28 years old. Wow. It's a she. Crystal the monkey. I feel like that monkey's been in a lot of things, hasn't it? Like oh, Indiana yeah. Jones or something. Maybe uh, not Indiana Jones. Oh, my fucking God. Just appeared a couple weeks ago in the Fablemans. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, yep, yep. Crystal the monkey is probably the most famous animal actor out there. 28 years, still kicking it. Um... Night at the Museum, The Hangover Part 2, The Fablemans, George of the Jungle. What a career. She's made a lot of money. According to IMDb, in just five of her movies, this isn't counting all of them, she holds a box office gross of over $2.5 billion. That's incredible. Zookeeper, she was voiced by Adam Sandler. <laughs> good for Good for her. How much money is she getting out of this? Oh, is this controversial? What just happened? What? Um, Ty, this is horrible radio. You got to keep it. I, I apologize. Bob Costas, problematic. Why? Crystal the monkey did some gymnastic stuff on a commercial, and Bob Costas said, there are some African-American girls out there tonight who are saying to themselves, hey, I'd like to try that too. That can't be real. I, very much. It's on the GM, uh, Wikipedia. After gymnast Gabby Douglas' gold medal winning performance at 2012 Summer, uh, Summer Olympics individual all-around, NBC aired a commercial of Crystal swinging on gymnastic rings. 
Wallace of the Magazine New Yorker called it a cringeworthy juxtaposition that sparked much debate about racism on Twitter. Uh, sportscaster Bob Costas had just said... No, he didn't do it during the commercial. Oh, he did it about Gabby Douglas, and then did they Gabby put that Douglas over... Gabby Douglas did it. Bob Costas said that, and then right after that, they aired Crystal oh the God. Monkey Swimming in Gymnastics. Thank so Bob Costas didn't say anything that bad. It I was, was like, how is this man still working? Very bad... Timing? Oversight and yeah, fucking idiots. Not not smart by them. Um, okay, listen to this fucking. <laughs> check this out, Jay. George of the Jungle, Doctor okay. Doolittle, the good one in 1998. American Pie. We're gonna skip over this because I don't know it. The sequel to Doctor Doolittle. Appeared in Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Garfield the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Night at the Museum. Failure to launch. The Shaggy Dog. Don't forget that one. I oh, I actually do know that movie. Okay, the Shaggy Dog. Uh, Night at the Museum 3 or 2. I don't know. Community, good show. Hangover, part 2. The Big Bang Theory. Giant network television show. Zookeeper. We bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. Um, Don't know these. Don't know these. Hangover, part 3. All Hail the King with Ben Kingsley. Night at the Museum. What What a fucking career. All the way down to Fablements 2022. At the ripe old age of 20, probably seven years old. 28. Well, when she filmed. Smokey's older than us. Owner is Tom Gunderson. Wow. He made a lot of money off this. I would like to meet Crystal the Monkey one day. Okay. I'll try to make that happen. <laughs> Maybe Crystal the Monkey has a cameo. <laughs> that's, ter- that's like the worst possible cameo for a podcast. <laughs> I fucking love that idea. Um, what do we got next week, Ty? <sighs> next week, Jay, uh, I teased it a little earlier. I said, spoiler alert, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which currently seems like a terrible movie. Trailers uh, are horrible. Trailers are very bad. Dungeons and Dragons, I apologize. Honor Among Thieves, the follow-up. Currently sitting at a 90% critic score, 94% audience score. Don't knock until you see it. People are loving this movie, Jay. They are. People are loving this movie. Um, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, other people. I don't. I don't know. I this. They've been showing trailers for this movie for what feels like before COVID started, <laughs> and somehow it's actually good. This. What's the percentage chance that at the very end of this movie, like post credit scene, it's a scene of just a bunch of people like standing up from their Dungeon and Dragons board? Because they just played that adventure. You know what I mean? Like, they play out the whole movie, and then the end yeah. credit scene is just, like, breaking the fourth wall. Like, them, like, getting up. Like, oh, that was fun, guys. See you next week. Do they do that throughout the movie, though, and they just don't show it in the trailers? Maybe. I don't know. Now, you're familiar with Dungeons & Dragons through part of my take, right? Yeah. Okay, so you know the thing? Yeah, I know, I, I'm not just through part of my take. I'm familiar with Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. You get the how it works and everything. Some, it seems kind of fun. It does. It seems like a blast, but... Not gonna lie. Um, someone... Dungeons & Dragons on the bachelor party? <laughs> Someone put, um, I don't know if it was on Reddit or something, but they said Shrek makes a lot more sense when you think of it as like a Dungeons and Dragons type game. <laughs> and someone is donkey and they're like, yeah, my dragon girlfriend eats the king. And they're like, what? And he's like, I'm just going to roll for it. Let's see if it happens. <laughs> and it was very funny. I like uh, that. Made me think of this because this is Dungeons and Dragons. It should be good. I, I. <laughs> I'm kind of. I wasn't excited. I'm kind of excited. I wasn't for excited it at all. <laughs> I wasn't excited. I'm kind of excited for it now. Um, we're skipping over Shazam: Fury of the Gods. 
Oh darn! Never gonna, never gonna watch that. Ever? Probably not. No. I also thought of a new punishment if we ever do like any sort of betting on the podcast again. I know we don't do our sports one. Uh, the punishment is you have to watch like a movie or maybe a month's worth of podcast movies sitting in the very first row at the movie theater. <laughs> what a terrible, <laughs> terrible punishment! <laughs> It'd be great though. I just have headaches every time. <laughs> My enjoyment scale wouldn't go above a 12 that entire month. You ever sit up there? I've sat up there once. It was no, terrible. I'd never. Fast and the Furious 4, when saw with Jim what and Andrew Gunter. terrible movie to watch that close. Yeah, before you reserve seats. We walked in like five minutes once the movie started. Only seats available were the very, very, very first row. Fuck. Yeah. Four? Yeah. That was my first one. Wow. You ever seen one? Haven't seen one through three, but I've seen four through nine, the important ones. Should only watch two. Just watch two. You mean three? Tokyo Drift? No, two. Okay. Too fast, too furious. I'm excited, Ty. I got nothing else for you. Yeah. Go watch Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe go play some Dungeons and Dragons before watching Dungeons and Dragons. Not against it. Seems like it'd be a good time. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.